Hello and welcome to the Better You and Two podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Frimpong, and I'm an artist that loves to read books. I have a YouTube channel where I do too many animated book summaries, hence the name Better You and Two. This podcast will be used to talk and review books in just a little more detail. And in this episode, we'll be reviewing the book The 12 Week Year by Brian P. Morgan and Michael Lennonson. All right, so before we get into the meat of the podcast, I just want to quickly do an overview of my two-minute summary, which is available on my YouTube channel, which I highly recommend you go and watch. But in case you haven't, I mentioned the fact that the authors talk about a term called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. This is a functionality of the brain. And this talks about how your brain is able to change in terms of size and adjust depending on how you use it. And this can be a positive or negative thing. And the reason why this is so important is because if you use your brain in a certain way, it can increase in size. If you don't use it in a certain way, it can decrease in size. And the functionality of the brain or the limits of the brain goes way beyond than what we can think or imagine. And that's why it's, it's important for us to have or find a different way of thinking. Now, when you think about the concept of the 12 week here, it doesn't really make sense. How can somebody get more things done in 12 weeks than you normally get done in 12 months? What they mentioned in the book is that they did studies on business and what they found was businesses tend to do well in the first quarter. But then what tends to happen is over the next two quarters, the middle part of the year, you know, you, you become almost dormant in business or on a personal level. And in other words, that's that middle two quarters of the year is just wasted time. During the last quarter, because you realize that the year is coming to a close and you've not really achieved the goals that you set out for the beginning of the year, then all of a sudden pick it up and try to get as much working done for the end of the year so that you can reach those targets. And what this 12 week year does is eliminate those middle parts of the year and ensure that you are working at a high level throughout the 12 weeks. Because simply, if you put it this way, it's a lot easier to plan for 12 weeks than it is to plan for 12 months. So yes, that's basically the gist of my two minute summary. Once again, if you haven't had a look at the summary, I would highly recommend that you go and have a look. And yes, of course, don't forget to like and subscribe all right, so moving on. So with this podcast, what I ch- generally try try to do is pick out three of my favorite lessons that I've learned from the book, and again, just talk about them in a little bit more detail. What I do with during uh, during the weeks or during the fortnight is you know break down various points that I found within the book. Some of my favorite quotes also. And if you're following me on Instagram, my handle is Better You and Two. Check it out. I have various reels where. I go into detail or I break down certain quotes that I find are my favorites and just put my own viewpoint or spin on it. So the first main point or the first lesson what I felt was my favorite that I learned from this book was there are five common pitfalls to when you're planning your 12 week year. Those five common pitfalls are number one your 12 week plan doesn't align with your long-term vision. Number two you aren't staying focused. Number three you won't make the tough tough decisions. Number four, you don't keep it simple. And number five, you don't make it meaningful. Now, before I get into it, the concept is a 12-week period is a new year. And within a conventional year, you have four 12-week years. If you want to break it down and you want to uh, draw a comparison, if 12 weeks equals one year, therefore one week is equivalent to a month and one day is equivalent to a week so you get the you get the point there that you know you don't really have time to waste in terms of doing tasks that do not align with your long-term vision so 
going back to the first main pitfall is that your 12-week plan does not align with your long-term vision. I see it as like, you know, you're trying to prepare for a, the marathon by learning how to drive a car. It just doesn't make sense. If you're training for a marathon, the best thing for you to do is to be going on long runs. If you're someone who is not uh, an athlete or you're not, it's not something that you've done before, you, you start somewhere, maybe you do like a 2K run and then you just keep building yourself up. You run maybe twice a week, three times a week if you can. And then every time you run, you just increase the distance. But if you said to yourself, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon, but how I'm going to train for my marathon is do my driving test. It just makes no sense. It's the same thing with your 12-week plan. Your 12-week plan has to align with your long-term vision. The second one is that you're not staying focused. So again, you need to have a strategy in place where you're making sure that you're keeping yourself on track. It's very easy to get off track and be distracted. Well, one of the things that I had to do was to remain focused was delete social media off my phone. So I only have all social media on my tablet or I have to actually physically log in on the computer in order for me to access my social media accounts. This was because that when I was at work, it was very important for me to get my work done as quickly and efficiently as possible. But what I found myself doing was a lot of the time I was spending a lot of time on social media during my working hours, which was hindering me getting as much work done the reason why that was an issue for me was because if I had not done enough work during the day, what would tend to happen is I would end up finishing a bit later than I should, maybe half an hour, even sometimes up to an hour later because I didn't get the work done. And then that obviously affects the time that I have with my family when I get home, getting home half an hour to an hour later, which is very, the time is already limited anyway, which goes into the next point, which is you won't make those tough, tough choices. It goes down to the fact that, listen, we've only got 24 hours in a day. You can't have it all. What that means is that when you say yes to something, you're automatically saying no to something else because simply there is no time to do everything. You cannot do everything in one given day. So again, for me, in that working scenario, saying no to social media during working hours is something that I had to do because by me scrolling on social media actually meant me saying no to spending the amount of allocated time that I had with my family and my children. The fourth point was you don't keep it simple. So again, why complicate things? Create a plan that's easy to follow. Only stick to the most important tasks that again align with your long-term vision, which leads to the next point. And it says that number five is that you don't make it meaningful. There's a saying that goes, purpose is the greatest alarm clock. When you have a purpose and your vision is bigger than yourself, it should be enough motivation for you to to get up early and do the work that needs to be done when it needs to be done. All right, so moving on to the next of my favorite lessons that I've learned after reading this book, The 12 Week Year. The second lesson was, it's called a WAM, which is an acronym for Weekly Accountability Meeting, W-A-M. Now, The 12 Week Year, one of the things that I got from this book is that the authors are very much big on planning. And not only just planning, but tracking everything. One of the things that they mentioned, I think one of the quotes that I said is that, you know, you are the CEO of, the, of your life and it's important or it's imperative that you know the numbers. But how can you know the numbers if you do not track what you're doing? So again, you cannot control your results, but you can control your actions. And ultimately your results come from a result of your actions. As you're, as you're going about your day-to-day -day and you're, you're in your 12-week year, you may be doing certain things. So there may be certain tasks that you need to be doing on a regular basis, but you need to be tracking these things. So for example, 
waking up early you might want to track how many times did you wake up early in a week a few points about this weekly accountability meeting is that it helps you to put accountability into practice but it's important that you have this weekly meeting with someone that you trust number one and number two that they will tell you the truth and also what it does is it, it creates some sort of motivation during the week because you know that this meeting is coming you know that you have to answer to somebody at the end of the week a good example of that is that at my place of work we used to have regular what they what they will call a toolbox talk and what they will do during these meetings is they will show you a spreadsheet of your kpis as i'm sure many of you've heard that phrase key performance indicators you have various things on there like your first time fix and your cost per job i'm a gas engineer and i work on servicing and breakdown of boilers so as we go into properties we have to try our best to fix them the first time we get in there and then they'll show you your percentages they, always, they, they explain to you that you, you, know, you should be above a certain percentage. And as soon as you had these meetings, what it does is it, it pinpoints where you're doing well and where you're slacking. So if, say for example, your first time fix is, is going down or it's not at the level it needs to be, as soon as you go out there and you're going to the jobs, that already is in the forefront of your mind. You're already thinking, okay, as I go into property, all right, I need to get my first time fix up. Is there a way that I can fix this boiler? on the first visit or do I need to go back to go and pick up some parts to come back and fix it on the first time and you know you're already thinking about these things that's on the forefront of your mind and as you're having these weekly accountability meetings it will do this it will have the same sort of impact you can pinpoint the areas when you look at the numbers look at the percentages okay you know I can see there's a pattern when I wake up early at 5 a.m. in the morning if that's your case you realize that everything else falls into place you get everything else done but on the mornings that you don't wake up you struggle to get the work that you wanted to get done in that day and let's just say for example you're only waking up the time you're supposed to be waking up 40% of the time or 40% of the week you know okay I need to make sure to make I need to make sure that waking up early is a priority so that you can look where are, where are those points where I'm that's hindering me from waking up early most people will be the night before you know, you're wasting time watching Netflix on social media. You know, you're doing this for a couple of hours every night. Make yourself a schedule and stick to it. Be disciplined in those areas. A lot of people are not disciplined in what they've set themselves out to do. They say that they are disciplined, but when you look at the numbers, it says very much otherwise. All right, I'm moving on to the third and final lesson that I've learned from this book, The 12 Week Year that there are three components to effective time use so he gives the three components which are strategic blocks buffer blocks and breakout blocks now I love the way he kind of just breaks this down um, the strategic blocks are meant to be three hours in length and according to the authors they, they say that this should be scheduled early in the week for you to work on your business and not just in it and this is very very important because as we're going about our lives and going about you know the working day the working week what can tend to happen is you can just end up only working in your business i.e. you're doing the things that need to be done in order for your business to keep running right you're processing sales you're creating invoices you're answering phone calls but you're not actually spending time to sit down look at your business from maybe a bird's eye view and trying to come up with strategies in order for your business to improve. It's three hours in length, that's what they recommend. 
scheduled early in the week, which is important, which will help your business grow even more effectively. Then the authors mentioned that you have to schedule in some buffer blocks, 30 minutes to one hour scheduled once or twice a day to tackle those insignificant but mundane, unavoidable tasks that need to be done. This is things like responding to emails, responding to phone calls, you know, doing some admin work that, you know, again, these are the things that, you know, you may not see as very much important, but it just has to be done. So again, that's not taken away from you doing your most important tasks that need to be done during the day or during the week. And then the third one was the breakout blocks, which again is something that seems to be very important. This is designed to prevent burnout. They recommend that this should be something around three hours in length scheduled only once a week, but only after, which is important. The rest, which is the strategic blocks and the buffer blocks, and obviously your, your actual work in the business is working for you. This can be scheduled in once a week, and I would probably recommend towards the end of the working week, so maybe on a Saturday night when you've done most of your work, or maybe on a Sunday night, and it's just literally a time for you to have enjoyment. I like the fact that the authors put a limit on it, if you're going to try and achieve more in 12 weeks than you did in 12 months, you don't really have time, let's be honest. But at the same time, you don't want to be spending all your time working so that you end up being burnt out. There's a saying that goes that you're burning the candle at both ends. If you burn the candle at both ends, it's not going to really, it's last very long, isn't it? And we have to be very careful of that. But at the same time, when you put a limit on those breakup blocks, it also prevents you from spending too much time doing those things that you enjoy because, you know, too much enjoyment will only hinder you being able to do the work that you ought to be doing and yes so there you have it that is the podcast for today based on the 12 week year written by brian p morgan and michael lennington this is a book that i would recommend to anyone who feels like time is running away from them this is something that i have had for a number of years where i say i do certain things but my results reveal otherwise so for example the training for as long as i can remember probably from the age of 16 i've always trained in some way shape or form but currently now i'm a 34 year old man even though i've trained from the age of 16 i'm probably in my worst shape i've ever been in and it's ironic that after reading this book it kind of really spoke out to me personally because in terms of this platform the first quarter of the year i did you know reasonably well then the middle two quarters I slacked off big time and now that it's coming to the end of the year and I realised that oh you know I set out these targets for myself and I had these various goals now I'm all of a sudden trying to um, get the most out of the last you know quarter of this year and hence why this 12 week year is um, is very much applicable to me so if you're somebody like I mentioned about the training thing is that even though I've had some form of training from the age of around 16 up until now it's like the compound effect has not worked in my favour simply because I always tend to have a period of time where I do quite well. Maybe I'll train for about a month. And then once I see some sort of results, I then fall off. I start to get slack. I get a bit slack, then fall off, maybe fall off for another month or two. And then it's like, oh, when I realise that, okay, you know what, I'm not as fit or as strong as I was, then I try and bring it back. And I, I've been doing this. It's like a cycle that I've been doing this, you know, year in, year out, year in, year out. Hence why I don't, you don't really see the overall improvement. But now the mentality has changed where I understand that, you know what, you know, you have to have the compound effect in place. And that means that you cannot slack at any given time or moment. And I really do believe it. After reading this book, it will help me 
in order to maintain that mentality and maintain that momentum to keep going and to get the most out of my time. So you're listening to this podcast and you're someone that feels like, man, I, I waste a lot of time or I've not achieved what I, I thought I would have achieved by now. Have a read of this book. It will change your mentality. So yes, pick up this book, 12 Week Year by Brian P. Morgan and Michael Lennington and see how your life can change for the better. But once again, my name is Isaac Frimpong. Thank you once again if you made it to the end to listening to this podcast. I'll be very grateful if you could like and subscribe and also share with someone that you know may be of benefit to listening to this podcast. I myself am just on a journey and this is the whole point of this platform. On a journey, learning different things from books and as I'm learning these things, putting this, putting this stuff out there and as I'm on this journey and as I'm learning these things and implementing them, hopefully those listening can learn something from it also. Once again, thank you for listening and God bless.